Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back at it again with another loss, with no goals. What's your energy level, Cody? Mm, it's not good. Dark days, gentlemen. We are the KC Soccer Journal. This is the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. I'm Cody. We've got Thad Bell here. We've got our guest, Zachary Cobb, to help us wallow in our own self-pity. Thank you for having me out, regardless of circumstances. Of course. It's nice to be here. Of course, of Mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. So, we don't have a rundown for this, but... We have a (laughs) laydown. As the team did. (laughs) Uh, No new sponsor this week. We didn't realize the power our sponsors were, were wielding. I really think you should have just, you know, gave a freebie to Sweat Be Gone because apparently it works really well. Sweat Be Gone worked very well. Um, he is no longer, Ben Sweat is no longer with the team, but that didn't seem to help very much last night. Alan Polito came back, and that also didn't seem to help very much last night. Zach, tell us how you're feeling right now. Get us get us going off on this conversation. Going on. Hey, you know, I, like my energy was really good going into last night. I was pretty, oh. I was feeling pretty good about it. I, I was so happy. I was. It mm-hmm. felt like it was the night. Thought we did some, you know, decent things in Philadelphia. Come in, we're gonna, you know, make something happen, and it just never came together at all. Um, unpopular opinion. I, I don't think the defense is that bad. I actually like right. our new uh, like additions in defense. I really like Rosero in the back. Yeah. And I think the most frustrating part about it is that Colorado is not good. Like, they're bad. They're really bad. I, I meant to look up his name. Number five Hot for Colorado. <laughs> yeah. but, but I know, but that's, but that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's exactly what I'm saying, though, is that it's not like, oh, we played this really good team. It didn't quite come together. That's a bummer. It's like, they're so bad. And so to not be able to get a result against them, it really it really casts a dark cloud on the season. And I got a really funny text uh, late last night with someone I'm close with, and she just said, they look like they need relationship counseling. <laughs> and it was just like this team where the individual pieces – you can see the talent. You can see how they're strong, but then they just weren't melding together at all. It just it was not coming together. The interplay was not happening. 
at all. And then just the individual mistakes, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get into, but players that we know can do better aren't. And, and I'm not a, is this what it's like being a parent where it's just like, I love you and I know you can do better, but you're not. And you're just driving me crazy right now. <laughs> It's like, I love you and you're driving me nuts right now. <laughs> and you see all of the good in them. Yeah. And like, you know, you, you see why it, you have belief that they could and should do better. And you just watch them shoot themselves in the foot. That was one of the best descriptions I think I've ever heard, Zach. Yeah. It's like that being a parent, student. like, you know, a three-year-old. Okay. I know you can behave better than that. Okay. I know like, you can actually eat your food. I know you can go to the bathroom, but apparently you can't today. <laughs> You're just choosing not to. It's making me look bad. <laughs> and, and, and SKC just shit their pants. <laughs> Comes full circle. <laughs> yeah. uh, you so you said that uh, you know unpopular opinion about the defense. At at this point, the last two games with this new two new center backs that we have, yeah, the, you know one goal allowed in two games. I know Colorado's not good. But they did look pretty good last night outside of that one. It was that one play. Yeah. And, and well, even, I mean, even last night, that play, I mean, I am not, I am not here to talk about the ref today. Yeah. <laughs> I am not. But, I mean, they were fouled on the way to that, that goal, I, that I feel like. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make that a thing. Yeah. We're not, not going to do that podcast blaming on the refs after how bad the team But is. I said unpopular opinion because I, I would like to push back a little bit on the idea. I'd be like, we just need to throw this whole team in the garbage. Right. And we'd be like, I don't think that. And I also think that, you know, I, I, I do think there's better days this season for this squad. But boy, last night was bad. I know. And it was supposed to be the first game of when things were returning to normal. And it was all set up against a bad team at home. Johnny's birthday. It was all, it was just all set up and ready to go. And that's what makes us hurt even more. And it did feel like a situation. Sometimes you get that in the, uh, it felt like that first game of the season where teams are kind of rusty and maybe in a lot of ways, that's exactly what that was. You know, you have players that haven't quite been able to intermingle like you'd like to be in full form. So it's not like we did get our guys back, but a lot of guys, you know, they've been on the bench for a while. We've gotten a lot of new pieces. So that all that all is a thing. It doesn't make the performance okay. But looking forward, I do think there's better times for this team. But boy, it's just, you know, like Eric Tommy's just Oh my God. The man's just off. It, it's just off. Like the decision making, the I don't know if he feels like he has to put the whole team on his back. Sometimes it feels like he's yep. trying to do too much. And it's just like his decision-making process and just and, – and also, I would love to see some deep stops on this. I feel like we get blocked a lot. Block shots. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're playing us, like, your defender's shins are going to just be blasted. And I, and I feel like that's just part of what we've talked about before is just, you know, the quality of chances is not all there. And so we get these shots, but it's just because Daniel is trying to shoot directly through someone's legs. Well, and just going with that, uh, Sporting had 18 shots last night, two on target. The rest were either six was off target and the rest was blocked. Yeah. yeah. What what one word descriptor does Opta have for that? <laughs> Brad. Sucks. Yeah. Uh, um, and then we're, we're coming off that other home game where we had some almost MLS high for a game, like 20 some odd shots. And nothing came from this. 30, so. I think, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It, it must have been something more ridiculous, I'm sure. Um, mm. All right. So as much as I want to be down on them, I'll, I'll try to flip to the other side for a second because I always got to be the opposite side of whatever everybody else is. That's contrarian. I love him. <laughs> I love um, this guy. Okay. So as bad as they were, they outshot the team. They created chances. Their expected goals was not good. It was 0.82. But... Colorado's was only 0.52. Uh, the defense did play well. They dominated possession, passing, and all these other stats that if you looked at with, without seeing the score, you'd have said that would have been a draw or a win for that team. There are at least those positives, as bad as they looked, as bad as they played, as getting Polito back and having not been really able to connect and build that chemistry with everybody. Johnny coming off, you know, not having... He, he played 90 minutes, but he's not 90-minute fit. Um, there's still a lot of those. And Tommy, 
over trying, doing everything. If if they can settle down, if they can relax, they can pick some teams apart for a change. But they've always struggled against teams that, I don't want to say bunker, but play that compact defense. They almost always struggle against that. And when they're struggling in every other frame of the, the game, it's just going to be that much worse. Get your positives out of here. Piss off. Yeah, I, I do actually, I do actually agree with that. I, I think that I think the pieces are there. I think they have trouble creating space. I also had a complaint last night that has even when we've been really good, this is just an SKC era complaint I've always had. I feel like we are poor at using when other teams make mistakes, we don't make them pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like you just saw last night, like, ah, it was a foul, but whatever. It, it was a mistake. That team pounced on something and they made us play. They made us pay for it. I feel like we never do that. We were just watching some of the game before we started this. And I saw the goalie basically kicked it to one of our guys in the box. Like they gave Shall us we? Yeah, they gave us the St. Louis SC special in the <laughs> box. And we and we couldn't put it so it's stuff like that. I wish I wish, you know, we would be able to pounce on things like that, and, and that's frustrating. But generally, when I'm looking to the rest of the season, I agree with you. I, I think the pieces are there. Maybe my friend was right. Maybe they need relationship counseling. But I think maybe they just keep working together and get that interplay going because I think they can open it up and score some goals. And if our defense is solid, then it's all there for them. But we'll see. Let's listen to Peter Vermees after the game. It was a quote that's already been going around Twitter that people are not happy with, but uh, th- this was Daniel Sperry asking Peter a question after the game. Peter, um, after this match, uh, where are you in assessing uh, where this team is at? Are the alarm bells ringing yet? Um, I'd like to score some goals. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing. I think uh, even if I look at the game, I think the first half was kind of back and forth, a little even. Second half, we, we were all over them, but... Not enough high quality chances. So at the end, we don't get the result. You know, you get burned on the on the play that they scored, but we have to score two, three with all the domination that we had in the game. So I'd like to score some goals. Me me too, Peter. Me too. I think we could all agree with that. And that's obviously there's just been he's so blunt and the last couple of weeks he's had some quotes that I think have upset some people. Um, that are just maybe not good looks, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think people are a little silly with like the quotes after the game because there's all these people like, why aren't these reporters asking this or this or this? And, you know, someone say, Hey, we do ask him. We get kind of canned answers, which I, I actually think he is pretty good at answering questions more honestly than most coaches are. But I think there's this false premise that people are looking for relief from mm-hmm. an answer in a press conference. And it's right. like, if you're looking to feel better about a result from a question and answer in a press conference, then you're, you're not going to find it. And the idea that that's some big deal. That's like, like answer these questions and it'll be better. It's like, don't let's just not play these silly games. It's like, and, and also he was right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's speaking of um, people asking, not asking the right questions. Thad, Asked uh, asked one. He was trying to get in there. It wasn't. He wasn't the most confident question. And Peter smelled it a little bit, and just you can tell how angry he was. Is there anything as the coach that you can help them work on to do that? Uh, I mean, we do it every day. <laughs> we do it all the time. It's putting them in the situations to. Uh, it's putting them in those situations. Putting in those situations to make those decisions. It's all of that. But you got to be able to do it in the game. We do it all the time. He was not happy with you there. What was wrong with my question, man? No, nothing was wrong with it. I said it wasn't confident. I'm trying to like make it a a question that will be answered. It's not confrontational. Like, why do you suck? I mean, come on. I can't ask that and get an answer. Is there anything as the coach that you can help them work on? <laughs> you should you should try to do that thing. Like some people are saying. No, 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 no. no. Right. Uh, I some, used to do that. I used to say. long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I've done that, and then I was like, I realized how bad that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I. There are. That is a feeling I get where some people maybe want uh, reporters or these or someone to ask tougher questions in these in these press conferences, but I, I don't know. 
and, and this is not like to protect, like, hey, ask the questions, ask whatever, be yeah. professional, whatever. But there's se- people seem to be laboring under the idea that they're going to feel better after the answer. And it's like, no, whatever the situation is, what the situation is. Now, sometimes they can be enlightening or, or interesting, but um, I, I do think it's just like another thing people are looking to be outraged about. I, I just think there's enough real things to get mad about um, on the Internet. <laughs> or in real life. Yeah. And and people like going out of their way to make new things feels a little silly. <laughs> well, and I would be more than happy to hear a question that would get us a different answer. But mm-hmm. it's seven games in now. They've not scored. How many times can we ask, what What's can you do better to score? Right. What can you do better to score? I mean, those questions have been asked. We ask them again. We ask them in a different way. We, we again, asked Shallowy last week in training. Yeah. We, we've, we, ch- I, that's why I'm trying like a different way to like, you know, softball it in there. Like maybe he's going to open up a little bit or something, but there's a lot of very capable, uh, sports journalists and, and writers in the, and we're not those in the, <laughs> that's what you're saying. So, you, <laughs> that is not, that is not true. Uh, that are kind of in the ecosystem that ask plenty of good questions. And it's, I, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty healthy ecosystem. I think the team takes tough questions and they answer them like teams usually do. And we all do the dance next week and next month right. and next year. So, uh, so if Vermees was not giving the quotes that people wanted to hear, uh, I think Johnny is saying the right things. And uh, so let's listen to that song. We haven't been good enough up until this point. Uh, the shots we're having, not really clear shots. There's men in the way. Every shot has been, been getting blocked, so it's up to us to find a different way to create an opportunity uh, for someone else. And don't know what it is if we're taking too long on the ball, we're not playing the extra pass, or we're playing the pass when we should take the shot. Um, just nothing is clicking right now, and it's. I mean, it's not frustrating anymore. It's, <laughs> I can't really use the word that I'm thinking right now, but it's it's um, it's not it's not good enough. And it has to change. It has to change. There was men in the way. <laughs> yeah, right on cue where we were talking about the blocks. It's not the shot we wanted to take. Yeah, men in the way. I really just wanted to play that so we could listen to his accent. That was yeah, the main key there. That's amazing. <laughs> I, sh- I should pull the one out from actually a couple weeks ago. That one was even better. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Okay, so Eric Tommy is one thing that we, we touched on it a little bit. You said he was off. I have another syllable of that word to add awful. Man, Cody's bringing something today. He's really bringing uh, an energy like, I'm trying to enjoy my weekend here. <laughs> no, it, and, and not that we have to pretend that sporting is good, but but you're, you're, you're bringing it right now. I Yeah, we talked about how we went into that match – I, last week, I was like, I was like, you know, fuck me for being a fan. I'm sorry that I watch this team and I enjoy it and I have fun and I want to find the positives and all of that. And I was so excited going into this match. It all felt right. I had a, I was with a, I was in an engagement party that I made them all put the game on. A bunch of casuals, MLS casuals. It's the ecstasy and the agony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it just. I mean, yeah, I, I've done everything a good fan should do, a loyal fan all year long. And this was just such a gut punch. Watching Rubio put the ball in the back of the net just was an absolute gut punch. And, I, yeah, I, the, the worst part of it, where, where I stand right now, is like you can be Vermees out, Bliss out, want to get rid of Jake Reed, but, like, I don't see anything that this team can do that, that none of that is going to make sporting better next week. And that's what really hurts. That's why this sucks so much that like you could change all of these things and we're still going to be bad here. It feels like. So don't change anything is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you, you maybe do feel like this is who we are. This is who we are. And we just need to buckle in for this ride the rest of the year. I, 
To an extent, yes. I I see everything you guys see. We were talking about, you know, Polito comes in and you can just instantly see the quality. Every touch he has on the ball, you can see that it is there. There's reason to believe he's going to get back into the into the speed of the game. Gotti Kinda's coming back. The defense looks fine. Rosero looks good. But I just, you know, I, how many games in are we now? Is this this was 8 8 games, 7 9 seven games. Or eight. 7. Uh, yeah, we we just we can't keep saying that forever. And the offense, like we had the front three guys out there. That's what I was just raring to go for last night was the front three was out there and we still just looked like we couldn't really do anything. No. You do remember I've been cautioning all along that these guys coming back off of injury may A, never come back completely or B, it may take a long time for them to get back to what that form they were. Right. I was actually a little positive about the form I saw Polito in last night. Yeah. Not that he's back to what he was by any means, but he, he did some very good things. He, yeah. he, uh, there was actually at least a couple times where they connected with him in the box. Like, and he had one really good chance. Uh, I think Daniel played it into him and it went right to the keeper and it went right to the keeper. Polito in form puts that in a corner. Yeah. Polito not in form puts it at the, at the keeper. It's Yeah. So this also goes to a, a thing that's bigger than sporting Kansas City. And I, it'll be interesting for like our listeners to think about as well. It's like, what are you like as a sports fan? Because if you're a sports fan long enough, it doesn't matter the team, the league, you're going to run into this situation. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, soccer's uh, uh, came in a little late for me as a love. Like I grew up as a Chiefs fan <laughs> and that team's <laughs> in the 90s that like kept being the best team in the league and then they get punted in the playoffs and then they were literally awful in the early 2000s or like the Herm Edwards years and and it's one of those things where you know there's a really weird balance between not wanting to only like a team when they're good but also telling an organization that this is unacceptable and that balance I'm not at that like um like what Chiefs fans is when they were flying the flags right yeah how about this I'm not there at all I think this team needs some time to maybe get healthier gel more work more together I do like the pieces I think they're having problems playing together and I think that is something that can come with time and luckily we're in a league where you you have that time where the regular season barely matters um you know they can kind of round into you know hey best case scenarios they kind of find themselves they round into some form they sneak into the playoffs and maybe they were maybe they'd be peaking during the playoffs that's Mm-hmm. That's like the dream scenario at this point. And that's a very possible thing. But almost did it last year. The another thing that's tough about this is when you just look at the rest of the league. Like I don't know if anybody saw that first Seattle goal last night. Banger. I was like, what's that like? You know, people just doing amazing things on the soccer field. Yeah. Uh David has talked we, we talked after that game about if there was one sporting KC player that would have started for Seattle in that game. And if I look around our roster right now, let's just say the starting 11 from last night, I, there are maybe there are four spots where I feel like that's good enough. Like the player in that spot is good enough for where we want Sporting Kansas City to be. And I think the front three are probably there. And then I'm giving it to, to Danny Rosero. The, the three guys who didn't score are good enough? Yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. But is I Johnny Russell not like good enough for for Major League Soccer? Or is Johnny Russell not good enough to be on a successful team in Major League Soccer? But then there's a variation of that when we take someone from our team and then they go to a really good team and start in Sanchez. And I mean, even yeah, when Kellen so Rowe was with us for a year, then he yeah. just went right back to Seattle and was playing very regularly for them. And it's, it's just kind of like a weird dynamic. That's the tattoo power he has. Tattoo power. He has a he has a tattoo of Seattle. Really? Yeah. Is he from there? Yeah. I did not know that. Which is why it was really awkward when he was playing for Kansas City, and it's like you see the Seattle tattoo popping out on the on. I think it's his left arm, but it's one of his arms. It's like on the back of it. It's a, the skyline of Seattle. Amazing. I meant to read this tweet earlier from Tate Steinleggy. It just kind of sums up where I'm at at the moment. He is a whole thread here. He did. You should go check it out. But. This last tweet here, for me, certainly has questions to answer, and I always appreciate his candor. But for me, ownership bears the brunt of this. The club feels faceless, a team playing in KC rather than the embodiment of KC. And that's a massive problem and shift from where things were. And you were you were 
talking about the the Chiefs. For me, it was the Royals. I was a supporter of the Royals when they were an, an embarrassment and the ownership wasn't even trying to win, like openly not even trying to win. And I, I guess the difference here is just we saw that the what was sold to us of this new sporting KC team was something different than all of that. They had built a covenant with the fans in the cauldron and they were they had an identity in the city and I think we're just we're it seems like that's gone stale. We're getting away from it. The last time we had you on when we talked about the cauldron, we we talked about a lot of this, but I I do think that there's something from from the top all the way that um, has been lacking and something's got to change. Yeah, that is interesting. It is difficult to put my finger on because I abstractly agree. But then when I look at specifics, I'm not sure exactly I, I what. Know. It, it is a very difficult thing to to really capture. Um, I do dislike that there's no real face of the team beyond Peter mm-hmm. um, publicly in a way, because I kind of tweeted, I kind of tweeted out of nowhere last night. It's like, where's Mike Illig right now? And because the, he had that, um, Sam McDowell did a really good interview with him. And there was kind of, it was a theme that there's a real changing of the guard. But I, even when like they're doing well, like I, I just, I wish there was kind of more of that voice, that Clark Hunt-esque voice, like Clark Hunt will drop in every now and then and, you know, kind of say this or that. And I just don't know... It, it seems like we're in a we're in a league where a lot of teams are doing a lot of really interesting things, and we're not one of them. It seems like Jake Reed would be the only other face that they could mention as like someone else beyond that, and that's that's the one for me that I I would like to see a change. When I look back at Media Day now, and his tall ass standing there around all these people talking about you know how much the the million plus dollars that they spent on changing the shield club so that they could make more money out of it just makes my skin crawl at this point. Okay. I don't know why I shamed him for being tall, but he's just so tall. That's what I, when I think of that moment, he's just, he just stands above everyone. Jake Reed is very tall. I remember giving him (laughs) crap because when they had that, uh, kind of sky view cam, I said, you just want to install a camera so you can, so everybody else can watch the game like you do. (laughs) Yeah, that went away too, didn't it? Yeah, it was only like a one-year thing. I thought it was great. I loved the I, visuals of it. I don't even think it like went the whole year. That, that's very possible. Uh, I could be wrong, but I, I just don't really remember <laughs> yeah. being used that yeah, much. Yeah, I like, remember when I did see it, it was great. Yeah, it was because it was a cool shot. It was like players running mm-hmm. down the field and the, the camera following them as they ran oh, down it. the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like one time the ball hit it or something, though, the, the, the wire. And <laughs> that was probably just it. <laughs> yeah, that was probably it. I don't know. There's, there's all kinds of little things they've done that, that only lasted one or two or short periods of time. All right, so, again, I, I always got to be the contrarian a little bit. What do you want Jake Reed to do, other, I mean, other than shrink? I don't know. If I knew, I would be applying for that job. That's and that, But that's always the issue. Like, Jake, I, he's not as uh, much personality as Rob Heineman was. He's not out there in front, like, doing beer corners all the time or chucking beers with fans as much. Free beer. There you go. It's a good start. Jake, uh, give me some free beer, and then we're, we can talk. Uh, well, I'll, I'll let him know, and <laughs> I, I'm sure he listens to this pod. If he doesn't, he should. Uh, Robo, Patrick, make sure he gets to listen to this. I, I do think when it comes to Jake Reed, it's like uh, he doesn't have a hand in the soccer portion. I mean, in the on-the-field portion don't of it. Don't want him to. Oh, exactly, but it's saying if we were winning – then nobody would really have much bad things to say about Jake Reed right now. I, right. I pretty much believe that. So it's kind of tough to so, – so that's why I more so point to a figure that's like more um, – it would be interesting. It would be nice if there was a face that was more so over the entire organization – uh, that – you know, and again, I don't have a great answer to what you just said. Like what do you want them to say? But Well, I think people would say Peter Vermees is that – is that guy that is almost over the entire organization. Obviously not the front office type stuff, but yeah, that that's the one. And, and that logic that you were using there, I think is why so many people do point the finger at Vermees. And yeah, the, they, the way they salvaged that last season, I think that was just enough for them that it was like, all right, Vermees is still the man. We're safe now. 
They got through those dark days. He'll he'll now we get the next five years of of just improving. We'll get these guys back, and now that it, it obviously does not look good. Now, yeah. I don't think that had they not signed him that he would be going to get fired this year. I don't necessarily think that that's true, but the optics of, of this five-year deal obviously do not look good at all. Totally agree. It, it, it was bad timing in that regard. You know, they played through 60% of the season last year being mediocre to bad, and all of a sudden you got into players – for the two positions that they were lacking from the DPs that were injured, and all of a sudden they played better. And they almost sneaked into the playoffs. That kind of proved that, yeah, he was right all along, except now... Well, yeah, if you're the guys who are making the decision of, is Vermees the guy that can do this for us, then he did exactly what almost, I guess, because they didn't make the playoffs, but, I mean, the way they did everything that they needed them to do. They signed two guys, season was turned around, and they were like, all right, five more years. (laughs) There does seem to be a frustrating thing. Um, I'm also a uh, like like a Borussia Dortmund fan, and I was reading some some stuff online, which is you know I wouldn't recommend to anyone uh, <laughs> about they had a pretty bad lo- loss to Munich a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, and there was a fan talk about it, and they're like, you know, they just it wasn't that bad if they hadn't given up those you know two goals really early, it would have been fine. <laughs> And and I was just thinking to be like, yeah, that's that's the game. <laughs> it's like you can't, you know, say that, you know, that like they gave up those goals and like that's the whole thing. It's like, um I, I think there is some of that with the organization sometimes. It's like, ah, we're just like a little unlucky for this day. If this hadn't happened and this hadn't happened, and now it's like twenty seventeen is now twenty twenty three, and I feel like that's been happening since then. Mm. And some people say sooner than that. Um, it just feels like, you know, they're always trying to get credit for stuff that doesn't quite happen. It's like, we tried this right. crazy signing over the off season. It's like, ah, okay. I don't know what you want me to do with that. <laughs> I'd really like to win again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we spent a record amount of money and he's only played 30 games and yeah. scored well in those 30 games. More or less. Yeah, and, and, and I'm and I'm big on Polito. And some of it, obviously, like, there has been unlucky elements to this run, to previous runs, but and, and, and that's very true. But also, it's like, that's showbiz, baby. Like, that's sports. That's part <laughs> of the deal. We have to try and, um, you know, that happens to other teams, too. And, and they seem, and I see a lot of other teams, because uh, I have MLS, Apple, whatever package, what and I watch other MLS teams, and they seem to do really neat things. Every week, I was like, I feel like our guys can't do that. Of course, you're drawn to the ones who do really neat things, and they're doing it to the teams that don't really do really neat things too. So, whatever. Uh, just, <laughs> just trying to balance it out a yeah. little bit, man. It's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But you like earlier, you said you know you're a fan of teams that have sucked in the past. I've been fans of teams that have been dominant for a decade and then terrible for a decade. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, I'm a St. Louis Blues fan. They finally won a Stanley Cup in their first time in yeah. however long, a, a few years ago. Sports comes for us all. That's it, it, it does. And Earthquake. It, it, you know, it's it's amazing how it goes in cycles. And you can say, oh, this team's never been bad. And all you can do is say, yet, right? They will be, you know. Or it's like, you weren't around, but we were really bad in this time. <laughs> you know, but some of these new teams, like, you know, I mean, Seattle's had an amazing run, and they did the whole CONCACAF champions thing, yay, and then got spanked in World Cup, yeah. or Club World Cup. Club World Cup, yeah. Uh, but good for them. I mean, but in that same season, they didn't make the playoffs for the first time. It does come around. That whole cycle does go through. The question is, MLS will come for you. Yeah, but I mean, in in every sport, in in every league, you can say that. I mean, even in the Premier League, where for a while it was the top four teams were always going to be there, but now that's a lot more questionable. You know, that top four became kind of a top five, top six, and you know, for a while it was looking like Man U might even go down. It's uh, what you know, like, like Everton's like in danger now. Yeah, you know some of these teams that were always going to be top four, top six. Even Everton survived on like the last day of the season last year, I think. And and I'm I'm going to get some hate for this. I'm going to get some hate for this next one. I okay, will good. say that there is a lot of our fan base that are also KU basketball fans, <laughs> and they don't what? know. What does this mean? I'm a KU basketball fan. No, 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 no. It means if you're primarily a KU basketball fan, you don't know. Used to dominance. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know this. Because KU is really good at basketball. Sure, but but <laughs> but, you, 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 but you don't yeah. you don't really know this life. 
And that's just, that, that's part of it. And there's a big, big percentage of fans. They're like big time KU basketball fans. So that's kind of a thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, but aren't a lot of them also, they were Chiefs fans in the, in the early 2000s and Royals fans, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they weren't. And probably so. But it, that is, it, that's the question for me is, how do I, how did I segment those so differently? Is it just because I've seen M- a sporting win an MLS cup? I mean, so this goes back to our talk about, you know, what's going on with the organization. I, I do remember, I mean, there were such golden times in like 2011, 2012, 2013. There was just this new team. I, I remember, you know, for me, it was just so much fun. The league was a little bit smaller. Things were a little bit different. The players were different. It was mm-hmm. all, I just remember saying, we need to enjoy these golden times because it's not really going to happen like this. And that wasn't just wins, losses. But that's like it's very hard for a professional sports organization to exist and also feel like your neighborhood hangout. And that's exactly what it was like. Those were both those things. So maybe some of that is a failure of the organization to scale that feeling. But maybe it was also unreasonable to think that a major league soccer team could keep that keep that going in the world. You remember when the. The new stadium, the the team in 2011, 12, 13, you know, you had players going to the members club after every game, dancing yeah. with people and, yeah. you know, having fun. And now, you know, they're like, oh, they got to got to take their health shake and do rehab. And, you know, the and they're old, making more money. And the old the old players have to, like, be on the training table for an hour after each game. What? Yeah. One of my favorite, like, kind of old timey player stories was and this is like a, a Sean Dane, Zach Cobb story, but. I remember um, we were at Johnny's. We were watching the U.S. Um, it was the night before a big U.S. game, and Graham Zusi happened to be around. And this is before Graham Zusi was was part of the team. And he's like, "Hey, do you guys have like a? Is there like a ticket allotment for you guys for the game tomorrow?" And <laughs> he was just kind of talking around it. And then at some point, Sean goes, "Graham, do you need a ticket for the game tomorrow?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." It's like, "Yeah, we got you, man. We'll take care of you." But that that used to that that used to be like a, a thing in the world, you know, watching, you know, going on a road match and watching watching Jimmy Nielsen run around the corner and sneak in a smoke. Yeah. <laughs> like those were those are some really golden days and maybe it was naive to think we could keep that going forever. Maybe it's a failure. I I don't have all the answers to that, but it is it is something I think about. Jimmy smoking a heater. Boom. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if those things could ever have continued no matter what the, the club tried to do right mm-hmm. with that. Uh, and again, I, it, like, I, something needs to change for this club now. It, it You know, there's been the, you see the complaints about it being stale and Vermees out and Jake Reed out and et cetera. And I don't know the exact right answer for any of this. I'm I'm never one that like oh coach has to go after a bad season or you know depending on what their history is and stuff like that but you can say now it's two bad seasons or but yeah it's, to speak to Cody earlier you're like how you know how do I process this how do I see this I know right now for me you know I'm more positive than I think the average fan that we can figure something out this season but this isn't it's not really this season I'm worried about like very overall like are we in the next five years like are we on a trajectory to be a successful major league soccer club or get left behind yeah that i i have serious concerns about and that's yes i do too and that's i guess that's why i would i'm i look at jake reed just because it seems like it's on such a higher scale but we don't want to be the royals i don't want to be the royals yeah, because you, you were speaking of the Royals. I remember growing up, uh, my old man had, we had like quarter season tickets. We used to go out there and it was always a nice day. And I was little, I'd eat like ice cream and a, uh, in a Royals like hard hat thing. And, but it, that was oh, a thing. Times. It was always like a nice day out there and it was a beautiful park. You watched some baseball and it wasn't like, oh no, the Royals lost. It was like, yeah, that's kind of how that goes. But while, while you were talking, I got the smell of a ballpark. I could <laughs> yeah. smell it. While I some, yeah. I'm not a baseball guy, <laughs> but I have some good times out there. Peanuts and popcorn mm-hmm. and Cracker Jacks. Well, so I guess that's a, that's a fine question. Kansas city is the, is a small market and as a Royals fan, you just accept that. Like as a small market team, you you have a window. You build up the the youth system and invest there, and then at some point they all come together, and you have a window to compete. You fill in the gaps with a few key signings, and you try to do that. And then after that, you rebuild. 
is that what we need? Is, is that something that's that we need to accept that that's what sporting can do? That they we we have brief windows that we can compete, or do I need to accept that Sporting KC is no longer in the next five years just going to be like one of the better MLS teams as we've grown used to? It's a very interesting question. Is it is I, it even I, po- like I, I used to think it was different because we have the the salary cap. And right. they're so big. The league itself is so big on parity. So I that's why I used to think that that was different. That, like, I know we're small market. We can't necessarily get all the big-name players. But it just seemed like maybe the playing field was a bit more level. But now I now it just seemed like I we were talking about earlier. I look at – I find four guys on our team that I think are good enough. And everyone else just seems like they're, they're not up to par. And it – we would hope to compare it more to NFL where there's a salary cap and any well-run team can turn around and be good in a year or two, right? Uh, not baseball where it is like such a small market versus big market kind of thing. And you got to only hope for those like brief glimpses, the windows and stuff. And I, you know, I'm, I'm not a Royals fan, but you know, they were able to do it twice, have two basically three year spans where they yeah. were good. And, you know, a couple of years here and there where they were okay but the rest of it was, it's a 162-game season. We're going to go out and enjoy the day with our friends and family and drink beer and kids eat ice cream, and it's more of an, a, a social event than it is a I passionately root for this thing. Mm-hmm. If if sporting ever turns into that scenario, uh, um, yeah, that would really suck. Yeah, but and also in this league, you can really sneak into those playoffs if you're in good form right. and really kind of... Kind of stealing them once. Yeah, cup. it's like a. It's, it's not like, like the premiership. Point, where it's like difference. That's what the Galaxy used to do a lot. Was they would be very mm-hmm. mediocre mm-hmm. to bad in the first half of the season, and then a couple off season or a couple mid season signings, and all of a sudden they'd be really good. But this is not a sporting model where they're going to just have a couple of big mid season signings. Unless you know, you go back to last year and it almost worked. This is in parallel to your question. Something I think about is like who sporting is within the rest of the league. Because when we, let's just kind of go with the Sporting Kansas City era. You know, obviously Kansas City is a small market, but within MLS, I felt like we were a normal-sized market. Yeah. Uh, but now the league has outgrown us a little bit. You know, it's not just Portland and Seattle that are big. Atlanta has a billion fans. There's a lot of people in Atlanta. It looks like uh, St. Louis doesn't have a much bigger stadium than us, and they're doing. there's a lot of bigger fan bases, and, and now we're kind of the small – like, I – I don't have any problem with us embracing the idea that we're small but mighty. And honestly, that kind of sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> Rather yeah. than like, we are the kings of the... It's like, they they still kind of got this thing. They still kind of push a narrative that talks about them being in a place of the league. I just don't think they're at anymore. Yeah. And and that can be a little frustrating messaging-wise. But um, it will be interesting to see how we can establish ourselves... I, I do feel like they felt like the training center, it has been a great equalizer for them or a way that they can steal players that they wouldn't have gotten right. otherwise, like a, a like a really good tool to grab players. And, you know, and I'm sure that's helped a lot, but I'm not sure that's like the thing that can keep us going. I think it's just probably just time to sign Messi. There you go. Yes, that's what we need to do. And also, how do we correlate all this with the attempt to sign Ronaldo? Uh, I mean, I think we just need to sign them both and just have like a release some picture where it's like both of them like clasping hands and biggest tweet that's ever existed. <laughs> Thad, you when you were talking earlier, I, I put two things together there when you were talking about baseball and what you do at a baseball game. Right. And it's one one baseball is really boring. So part of a baseball game and you guys both did it. You mentioned going to a game, and so much of what you talked about had nothing to do with the game. Right. Because the games are so long, they're so boring, you walk around and you do all these other things. And that's not how you take in a soccer game. If you come watch Sporting KC, you're standing there, you're yelling at the field for 90 minutes, you're like part of this. If you're in the cauldron, you really feel part of it with the team, you're in the trenches. And I guess maybe that's where the difference is. People are like really putting their heart and soul into it and... Yeah, I, I think that's maybe a, a little bit of a difference there. And, and if you don't have at least a certain percentage of those fans putting their heart and soul into 90 minutes of a game, you don't have a supporter culture. You don't have a good soccer fandom. It, if you have people coming out to have ice cream and 
burgers and whatever. It's, it's like I got a high five from Blue the dog. <laughs> yeah. You know that I I, I I hate the fact there's a person there because I do actually want to put a bullet in its head. <laughs> Oh, and I thought Good Cody was Lord. bringing heat. I mean, I I do miss Hat Trick Harry, but that's a whole other podcast. Oh yeah. But um. Oh man, I forgot about that. That that is interesting because at the end of the day, perception is reality. You know, we're we are very involved. You know, we look at all sporting stuff, um, and we are very abnormal in regards to consuming and viewing Sporting Kansas City. And we're just abnormal. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's really no hope for for any of us. But, (laughs) you know, we're going to push through that. And um, because, you know, we can talk about reasons that some perception of Sporting Kansas City may be unfair. We can ask, well, what do you want them to do? And and, uh, I don't think that's that because of this. But at the end of the day, perception is reality. And if, just like you said, if a lot of, like, very dedicated fans are out you know, no matter how unfair or fair or nitpicky we can be about their reasoning, uh, that that's the problem. If they're out, then they're out, and the reasons for it, you know, we gotta we gotta figure out, we gotta figure out and change things. Yeah, I mean, even with like baseball, I I was a I grew up in St. Louis. I'm a Cardinals fan, and I know people are gonna like boo me for that, but piss off. Yeah, we love you as you uh, are. But I grew up that way. I mean, that's I I, I grew up legitimate fan. Okay, they've had really bad decades. They've had really good decades. But over the last, I don't know, 10 years, I've kind of become a lot more apathetic to them. I would, I used to be, I would check the score every day. I would watch when I could. Actually, I almost never watched baseball. I was like, listen or go. That's, that's really how baseball works. You want to listen to it on the radio or be there in person. It's not the event to actually like watch on TV where soccer games I watch on TV. um, If I can't be there. It's just a, it's a different thing. But anyway, I've been through that, but I've become a lot more apathetic about baseball in general. I just don't care about it as much. Like, yeah, I watch the score every once in a while, see how they're doing in the standings, but I just don't care. And we don't want that to happen here. Yeah, and there's also a lot of other options to keep people's sports viewing. There's there's so many options, and that's why that's one thing that's hard to explain soccer in America to people who, who aren't uh, familiar or in the United States. Right. It's like, look, in other countries, it's, it's soccer. And, and maybe there's a few other sports that are interesting. You know, I know there's some place in cricket is really big. But but when you're in the United States, that pie is split so many different ways. Yeah. And that's if you don't have that's not even including college sports. And it right. gets really crazy. So and then with the how big the Chiefs are, you know, it's never it's never that we thought that sporting was going to be bigger than the Chiefs. But if um, the Chiefs keep being, you know, one of the best teams of all time and sporting just keeps being like, look, man, we're really trying, but yeah. it's really tough out there. Then that's that's a tough look because if one of our cells is that the Chiefs quarterback is a very minor owner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, this is something I was thinking as well, because I think about when I watch Chiefs games and you see they're down, you know, they're down 10, they have some drive. I'm like, look, they're just going to figure this out. Yeah. Some way, somehow having that confidence, it's like, what is the opposite of that? It's what I feel lately. It's like, they're just not going to figure this out. They're going to have a chance. It's just, it's just that complete opposite feeling. And sometimes I'm thinking, oh, this is how people feel when Patrick Mahomes plays against them. Right. Yeah, instead of knowing that Patrick is going to do a drive and win the game at the end, it's you're waiting for Sporting to give up a goal in the last 10 minutes. So I'm going to bring it back a little bit, though, because I can only feel sorry for myself for so long. I do agree. There is a lot of talent on this team. I think they can put it together. I think they could gel and have better interplay, a little better luck. They could start banging in goals. I tell you what, it's it's a momentum sport. Mm -hmm. You have a good game or two, and suddenly it's like, we got it back got it back that that is the kind of thing that can happen and we're in the perfect league to have a slow start in right yeah that's all very true but uh, one thing i noticed about what that genuinely made me feel better thank you he needed to be a contrarian to the contrarian now (laughs) that's why i wanted to say thank you before thad brought it back down Uh, one thing i noticed is you 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 said they can do this they could do this they might do this not will do this you don't, well, you don't even have that faith there, Mr. Confidence Man. Look, I don't I don't have the I don't have the power to, to predict the future. I know, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm a very interesting guy, but I don't you know, I can't say a hundred percent. They might not, but But hey, there's they still can. there's still some optimism at this table. Because there because there is a there is an idea I, I think there is an idea that they re, that I honestly reject that they just 
are just a really bad team that can't do anything. And, and, and I think they have been a really bad team. They have played a really bad team, but I'm not convinced that's completely going to be their story this year. We'll see though. And, and I'm not actually disagreeing with you, but it's like for a while I would have had the confidence to say they will be better. Yeah, it's just it's a matter of time. Like the the it'll reverse to the to the average or to the mean, and and they'll get it figured out. And that's that's not yeah that is a different message than what I just did. That's true. I just don't have that confidence and faith today. Maybe give me a little while. Maybe I will. Okay, you'll get a little fresh air, a little spring energy in you, and then you know the sun will come out. It'll be a hundred degrees, and we're at that stadium. And we just you know want to die. <laughs> I look forward to that. And then we'll all be angry at each other because it's too hot. Because it's too hot. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I got to go. Uh, I might go watch SKC2 today and hope that they bring a win, but. Okay, this is another thing. This is something you know more of. I feel like every time I look at SKC2 scores, they've always lost. It does seem like that. Almost every time. Is that just me? Like, am I just remembering certain things or forgetting certain things? Or do those guys always lose? They have not been really good for the last couple, three years. Yeah, a couple, three years. Is, is Fail Harbor still coach? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he, he was coached last year and then this year. And this yeah. was the first seasons of MLS Next Pro when they really dropped the level of yeah. in the pyramid. Gotcha. Um, and then also, remember, the point of that team isn't necessarily to win. Absolutely. But, yeah. but yes, yeah. I, but, I, I mean, agree with you. They, they helped develop guys like Felipe and Jake Davis. Is there somebody I should be excited about on SKC2 right now? Oh, no. Um, it's a good, it's a really good question. And I don't, I think it's a little early to tell on that. Yeah, They fair. have players that have, uh, that potential. And last year I actually asked Phil Haber this, uh, last a couple weeks ago. And, but you know, why, why was this team going to be better than last year? And he, the previous year, they basically were able to start in like January of trying to put that team together. And they were basically grabbing guys who might have potential. And and this this year, they were able to start last year, like as that season was wrapping up, they were mm-hmm. able to start putting, finding guys. Uh, you know, they had the, that those guys that might have that potential to go up. And they all, they'll always say, we don't sign people that don't have potential to go to the first team well. And that's maybe true if they become an amazing flash. Okay. But, <laughs> but there's several guys that have some potential to do that. They're, um, a Sounds left like back, a, no to a left wing. Sounds like you're convincing yourself a little bit here. Well, it, I just I hate to like say yes until I see more of them. I mean, a couple of those yeah, guys made fair. me optimistic, but not like, oh, hey, they need to be signed to the first team now. It's like, And they be, play their home games in Lawrence, right? Majority of them, I think uh, last year, like all but four were played in in Lawrence. That's Western Swope. I think this year is like all but two. So, yeah, it's a long-ass drive, which is why I won't go to as many of them. But more of them are on – some of them are on Apple TV, so you can watch them. This one this afternoon is on Apple. I did notice that. Very cool. But no replay, so you have to watch it live. They will have replays at some point, but you'll have to watch it live. So I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to go all the way to Lawrence for that today or not. Speaking of things being broadcasted, U.S. Open Cup – is coming up. Yeah. We're playing against Tulsa, and it is not. It is literally <laughs> not being broadcast anywhere. Right. That's my understanding. Wow, I, I didn't at know at this that. point. I missed that. Yeah. The Because yes. it's 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 not owned by... It's not an MLS game. It's a U.S. soccer game, and they are going to be broadcast where the ones that they choose. And so... I don't need to be worried about that for later rounds, it sounds like. Those will probably be on ESPN, probably. I imagine. Yeah. Somewhere, we'll if, figure that you out. Know, if we go deep in that tournament, if if they lose to Tulsa Athletic, man, I might join the Vermees out crowd. That'd be bad. That's, but that's not going to happen. You know what? Here we go. Right it's here on a high and now, note, baby. The Zach guarantee 
Sporting Kansas City. We're going to beat the hell out of Tulsa. I'm very much looking forward to it. <laughs> Bold statement. It's and, really not. And that but. will probably be the uh, the the end of the bench guys and some call-ups from the two-team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we are going to wrap up here. If you missed Thad and I's interview with Daniel Shallowy last week, go that check good. that out. One highlight of that is when I asked if anybody, because like one of those knocks on Vermees is like don't, he doesn't care about winning anymore. He's got a five year contract. I asked Shallowy, does anybody care about winning more than Peter? He said Johnny. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I don't know, maybe Johnny. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that that is that that was a funny thing. I remember talking about that on Twitter. I was like, look, you guys can be frustrated that we're not playing well. You can be frustrated with the coach, whatever. But like the idea that Peter Vermees doesn't care about losing. I was like, that's yeah. just a silly thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've watched him cheat in like little soccer tennis games, man. Cause he does, he cares about, he's winning. totally that guy. He's, I love it. Uh, Thad, my, the thing I thought was interesting from that interview was you, when you asked him about Eric, Tommy, you know, we've been talking about their, that relationship. And if Tommy's kind of hurting Shallowy's success and I, he talked for a really long time, kind of started rambling a little bit. And I, I think the, we, the, there was something there. I think you touched on something. I think he's frustrated with Tommy. I saw... He didn't want to say that, though. Right, because he, he, he literally wasn't saying his name. He was speaking like to a general, like all of us, or, who, yeah. or something I, like I that. Think he, I forget exactly how he said it, but at first he like, no. But then he kind of talked yeah. back into it more. Yeah. I do, think um, that's, I do think that's one of the issues that they're having, is Tommy and him occupy that same space a lot. And I watched... A, was watching the game here before we started and there was one play Tommy had a bad pass and you could see Peter throw his hands up in frustration and then there was another one Tommy had another bad pass and Johnny and Shallowy both were showing their frustration so I I yeah I'm I am very annoyed with with Eric Tommy and it's amazing because as good as he was last year he has been I don't want to say bad because he's done some still good things. The last two but, games he's been bad, bad. But it's been that he's – he was asked that question last night about, you know, are you over – you know, is the team overthinking it and stuff like that. And um, I, I will have to – I'll have to write something up about that or put that audio into another pod because I don't think we got time for it now. But it's uh, – it's, it's, he talked about how, you know, it might be overthinking, it might be lack of confidence and – yeah. That. There's, but that's for everybody. It, it, if they don't play Tommy right now, you're talking who do you play there until Radoya is healthy at and the until, six, and, and then you can move Voltaire up, and or Gotti Kenda is healthy, which he's getting closer. So yeah, look, look at that our boy Cody's. He certainly. I think we need to take him out for ice cream or something. <laughs> hey, I, I think we need to do so. Oh, and congratulations to both of you on the Kansas City Soccer Journal. I love the name. Thank you. Establishing ourselves, keeping it going. I love to see that. Yeah. Love to be a very like 0.5% part of it. I like coming here. So there we go. Oh, 0.5%. We, we appreciate all the support and all the, the retweets and stuff mm -hmm. that you guys do. And Absolutely. It was a, it was a hard moment to leave the blue Testament actually, sure. which, uh, and honestly, not for me. Uh, it's interesting. I actually just got control of the, the blue Testament domain name. So at one point oh. I'm going to redirect that to Kansas city soccer journal. Yeah. But once I do, that means that little everything that the Blue Testament won't be accessible anymore. Yeah, that's funny. Wait, I'm what? actually looking for old episodes of Kick the Ball, and I can't find them anywhere. Oh, really? I'm gonna have to bother James Starter because something made me think about. It. I thought it'd be interesting just to listen to one because it's such a different time in the world, different, <laughs> different era. Kick the Ball, Kick the Ball podcast. I know. I'm I'm one that doesn't listen to rival podcasts much, but you guys had like such good interesting views which is why we like having you on yeah it was a fun i don't think we should ever invite thing. james on though what do you think they were like the, that was in the era that that was the only podcast yeah it was it was an interesting and i was such i was in such a different like place in my life they're like zach, zach just slept through the whole episode he's, <laughs> he's, he's not even here it's kind of funny to think about but those were golden times too Okay, uh, yeah, go check out that interview with Shallowy. We'll try to be back this week with another one. Did I derail you from an ending again? Is that what yeah, happened Yeah, I kind of derailed myself because I started talking about Eric Tommy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try to get another interview for you guys this week, and we'll be back again hang, next week. Hang in there, sports fans. We, we will, and we, we might have something interesting in between, too. Who knows? Sporting! Sporting!
drinking Give me beer of whiskey when I'm gin Anything to shake this foot I'm in My football team's got me drinking My football team's got me drinking My football team's got me drinking